grace, peace, and mercy to you from God our Father and from our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. The text are the two verses from Acts 2, our first reading, verses 38 and 39. You can follow along with me on the back of your bulletin. Please be seated. Dear brothers and sisters of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, well, today the baptism of Madeline Jane, it gives us the great opportunity to rejoice in the gift of holy baptism and what Jesus gives to those who are baptized. I mean, I can't pass this up because if I did, I don't think I'd be able to sleep tonight. And you, the congregation here, you would rightly take me out to the woodshed for a big time value. Because what baptism is and what holy baptism gives can never be extolled and believed enough. We heard in the baptismal liturgy at the beginning the Lord's mandate and institution of holy baptism from Matthew 28, 19. And what is the gift of holy baptism according to Matthew 28, 19? It's the divine and saving name of the triune God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. You see, brothers and sisters, when God gives you his name, he gives himself to you and all of his gifts to you who are baptized. In holy baptism, God promises to be God for you and to act as God for you now and forever. Now, you all remember from Scripture what Jesus told Nicodemus, don't you, in John 3? Do you remember that? Jesus said to Nicodemus, to receive or to be given God's kingdom, one has to be born again or born from above of water and of the Spirit. That's John 3, 5. We heard as well earlier from Mark 16 where Jesus makes this magnificent promise. You believe and you're baptized, you're saved. Now, St. Paul, piggybacking on our Lord's words to Nicodemus in John 3, calls baptism in Titus chapter 3 a washing of regeneration. That means born again. Regeneration and renewal by the Holy Spirit. You remember when Paul was baptized. You can read about this in Acts chapter 22. When Paul was baptized, he was told by the pastor to get up, be baptized, and wash away your sins. In 1 Peter chapter 3, verse 21 and 22, those verses, the apostle Peter promises that baptism saves you through the resurrection of Jesus Christ. So these words, this flyby that I just did, these words and promises of God from the New Testament, those aren't exaggerations. They're hardcore, irrefutable truths. Now, before I get too carried away like I usually do, I'd better extol and preach what baptism is and what it gives according to the first reading that we heard today from Acts chapter 2. Are you ready for that? Good, here goes. You remember that the apostle Peter was on the mountain there in Matthew 28, 19. And so Peter in Acts chapter 2, he carries out what Jesus mandated in Matthew 28. That disciples of Jesus should be made from all nations. How? By baptizing in the triune name and teaching them to observe everything that our Lord has commanded. And so in our first reading in Acts chapter 2, Peter is doing what our Lord has commanded. Check it out. After his Pentecost sermon of teaching, we hear Peter exhort the hearers to what? To be baptized. He brings them to the baptismal font. So baptism isn't optional. Jesus commanded it in Matthew 28. And so now in Acts 2, Peter calls people to passively receive the gift of holy baptism. 
Now, if you think, if you think you're smarter than the Lord, or if you think that you don't need to listen to our Lord's mandate, Matthew 28, or Peter's sermon in Acts 2, if you think you can preach a different kind of sermon like this, well, no, thank you. I don't need to be baptized. Then you need to repent PDQ. You need to have a change of mind, and you need to be cut to the heart. You need to die to your words. I'm here to tell you, you don't have better words than the Lord or his apostle Peter. You need to trust the divine words of Jesus in Matthew 28 and the sermon of his obedient apostle in Acts chapter 2. Again, the sermon of Peter went like this, be baptized. It's passive voice in the Greek, passive voice. In other words, it means this, let me give you the baptism that Jesus instituted. Let it be done to you. In other words, Peter was saying, I'm here to give it to you. But the sermon in Acts 2 continues. Be baptized every one of you. Well, well, well. Every one of you, Peter said. That matches what? That matches the all nations of Matthew 28. You see, Jesus died for all. And so Jesus desires all nations, all for whom he died, to be baptized. And so Peter in Acts 2 says, be baptized every one of you. Would you dare to disagree? Uh, would you have left Madeline out of the every one of you? Do you have better words than Peter? You don't. So none, including Madeline, are to be left out of being given holy baptism. Oh, and there's even more in the sermon from Acts 2. Be baptized, Peter says, every one of you, in the name of Jesus. That's equivalent to being baptized in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. To be baptized in the name of the Son is to be baptized in the name of Jesus. This is huge, brothers and sisters, and so it bears repeating. To be baptized in Jesus' name or the name of the Son from Matthew 28 is to be baptized by ha, Jesus himself. Where Jesus gives you his name, he's there. Completely and totally there for you. He's with his name to be an act for God, for little Madeline. With his name, Jesus gives everything that counts for a sinner's salvation, his Good Friday forgiveness, and that includes little Madeline. Peter knows this. He learned it from Jesus. And that's precisely why Peter extols divine salvific gifts given in holy baptism with the divine and saving name of Jesus. Divine salvific gifts? Absolutely. Listen to what Peter says. Be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus. For what? For the forgiveness of sins, and you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. This is absolutely incredible. What bounty of giving there is. In holy baptism today, Madeline received the forgiveness of sins. Whose forgiveness? Our Lord's. The forgiveness that he won for her on the cross that was stained red with his divine blood. So baptized in the name of the Son, in the name of Jesus, Good Friday Jesus, God the Father does not count Madeline's sin against her. The same goes for all of you who are baptized. Do you realize how important this is? It's salvationally important because God the Father counted all your sin and all the damnation that your sin deserved against Jesus. 
as he hung on the cross. And because you are baptized in the saving name of Jesus, you too are forgiven. To be forgiven is to be saved. Our Lord's Good Friday forgiveness and the Holy Spirit, they always go together. You can't have divine forgiveness without the Holy Spirit being at work. Where sins are forgiven, the Holy Spirit is blowing full bore. As the UPS or the FedEx delivery man of the Holy Trinity, the Holy Spirit delivers our Lord's Good Friday forgiveness to sinners as they are baptized in Jesus' name. And in addition, through the forgiveness given in baptism, the Holy Spirit at the same time regenerates, rebirths, and recreates, gives a new life makes a new creation in Christ, and that's spelled what? F-A-I-T-H. It's divinely miraculous. Well, I have to put the finishing touches on this sermon today, so here it goes. Peter continues. He says this promise. Which promise? Forgiveness of sins and gift of the Holy Spirit given in baptism through Jesus. This promise, Peter proclaims. Listen carefully. Look at the text very carefully. He says this promise is for you. For you talk is gift talk. When gifts are given, people always say, here, this is for you. And so too with holy baptism. What holy baptism is and what it gives is for you. Holy baptism is not your work or gift to God. Holy baptism is God's work, God's giving. And again, how do we know that? Because the text says that it is for you. That's how one talks when one gives gifts. And not just for you. I mean, look at the text very carefully. Not just for you, but Peter says, and for your, what's it say? For your children. For your children? Yes. Baptism and its bounty are for your children. The apostle Peter, taught by the Lord Jesus Christ, says so in Acts 2. This promise is for you and for your children and for all who are far off, Peter says. So if you're picking up what the Bible teaches, don't let anyone, I mean this, even if they're dressed like me, don't let anyone ever tell you that children should not be baptized. Jesus died for them. He wants them to receive his forgiveness. He wants them to receive the new birth of the Holy Spirit. His salvation is for the little ones like Madeline, just as much for anybody else. The kids are not to be excluded. What did we hear today in the baptismal liturgy? What did Jesus say? Let the little children come to me. Jesus says, do not hinder them, for to such belongs the kingdom of God. In other words, Jesus is saying, I died for them too. I want to give them my Good Friday forgiveness and salvation too. Brothers and sisters, thanks be to God that Madeline was given holy baptism today. For she baptized in the name of the Son, the name of Jesus, for the forgiveness of sins and the gift of the Holy Spirit. Forgiven, Holy Spirit filled in faith, Madeline is now saved. Pure gift. Like I said at the beginning, we cannot teach and extol holy baptism enough. Madeline, happy baptism day today. Happy living in and from your baptism into the Lord Jesus Christ. I pray that it will bear a ton of fruit in your life, namely faith in Jesus Christ and love for other people. And finally, the fruit of the resurrection of the body 
on the last day and eternal life with Jesus. And dittos to all the rest of you who are baptized in that name. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Now may the peace of God, which passes all understanding, keep your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus.